Welcome to Honey Roast, a wholesome hope punk podcast where every other week guest stars roast a creator that they love and are inspired by. Together, we're bringing a little more love and hope in the world and introducing listeners to new creators through sweetness and delight. A major thank you to our Indiegogo producers who helped make this show a reality. Robert Anderson, Robert Vandemotter, Alex Hensley, Kyle Decker, Richard Kreutz-Landry, and Ryan Bolter. His work has inspired me tremendously. This is Honey Roast. He is an all-around amazing person. It just seems like he is setting some really cool trends. I love seeing how much fun, or hearing how much fun people are having playing his stuff. I'm Tess, and I'm your host. I'm very excited. Ryan, tell me who you're roasting. The person that I am roasting today is named Brandon Leon Gambetta. Tell me a little bit about Brandon. Brandon is a developer of RPGs. He is a podcaster and he is an all-around amazing person. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The reason why I chose Brandon is because I look up to him so much as a game designer. He's really kind of hitting a good stride in the Powered by the Apocalypse field right now um, with his game Passion de las Passiones, which is a Powered by the Apocalypse game where you play as people in a telenovela. That's awesome. It is wonderful. Passion de las Passiones is a Powered by the Apocalypse tabletop role-playing game where you play the cast of the world's most dramatic and exciting telenovela, Passion de las Passiones, as well as the family watching at home. In Passion de las Passiones, lies will be exposed, plots will be shattered, hearts will be broken, and, if you're lucky, you might even get a happy ending, at least for now. Passion is currently an ash can, supported by Magpie Games. You can actually hear Brandon run a game of Passion de las Passiones on the OneShot Network feed, which is an extraordinarily good time and really highlights just how fun this game is. And he does a lot of GMing for the Protean City Comics podcast, as well as talking game design on Stop, Hack, and Roll. And his newest project is Latin Explosion. Oh, yes, yes. Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to dive deep into all of these things, but the first thing I want to know is when did you first encounter Brandon's work? I was trying to think of this earlier today, and I can't remember if Proteus City came first or my love for uh, Powered by the Apocalypse stuff and then trying to consume everything Powered by the Apocalypse. Protean City Comics is a weekly actual play podcast in the Masks A New Generation game. It follows the lives of teenage superheroes in Protean City as they battle villains, seek to establish themselves as heroes, and struggle to find what kind of person they want to be. Are you seeking thrilling tales of adventure and superheroics? Do you crave the weekly drama of teenage hijinks and high school angst? Honestly, I've been listening to Protean City Comics since about late 2017, and it remains one of my all-time favorite Masks actual plays. Is there a particular like memory of early in your encounters of his work that 
like yeah. really speaks to you? Well, one of the the coolest things uh, when I heard him GMing on Protean City Comics, he's got such a brilliant mind that allows him to really juggle so many different plot points at the same time. It, it really kind of impressed me the the way he was able to handle everything at that table with all of the intricate comic booky storylines all kind of weaving in and out of one another and all kind of culminating into some pretty amazing climactic moments in the series which was really cool so like the earliest times that i heard of him on protean city it was just a different jamming style that i i hadn't heard before and really intrigued me about his uh, his work and his his views on Powered by the Apocalypse. This was right around the time that I started working on my own game, and I was trying to consume everything I could Powered by the Apocalypse just so I could get a good handle on what the system was like since I never played it before. Uh, and I started designing a game before, before I even played it. And it was brilliant people like Brandon that really inspired me to, to go that route and to, to learn everything I could about it because it, it was so intriguing the way it was all flowing and you could really tell that he had a good handle. For those of you who aren't familiar with it, Powered by the Apocalypse is a tabletop role-playing game design engine created from the Apocalypse World game system. In quick basic terms, any Powered by the Apocalypse game is using the open source game mechanics developed originally for Apocalypse World. So was it the way that he maneuvered through the rules, or was it more like the way that he told stories and used the rules to like enhance that? Yeah, I think it was the storytelling for sure. One of my greatest things that I love about his GMing style is empowered by the apocalypse, there's you know the, the failed roles and stuff like that where you can try to roll something and you roll six or under and you know the GM gets the ability to do a hard move and generally you're not allowed to succeed at those roles. But Brandon, <laughs> every now and then, he just says, oh yeah, you do exactly what you were meaning to do. Which in Brandon speak means I'm going to hit you hard with something very soon and you won't know when it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so much fun to hear him give a success to a player when they actually rolled a failure, knowing that there's something devious coming up soon. It's almost like creating that sense of, uh, of like trepidation. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, exactly. Brandon once tweeted, and I quote, Media emulation is a big one that catches my attention, but it only lasts if the game has robust rules for relationships and social interactions. I don't go for games that are just fighting. I want games with feeling behind them. This is obvious in everything I've heard him GM. Whether it's Masks or Passion de las Passiones, Brandon is constantly fueling emotion and character relationships in his games. So is there anything about like one particular thing that you've gone back to and, and re-listened to or explored on multiple occasions? to mm -hmm. really like delve deep into his work yeah uh we actually had him as a guest on character creation cast to create characters for the masks uh, role-playing game uh, which is the game that they use on protean city comics and he had so much great just general advice on powered by the apocalypse and how that system sort of works that i've actually gone back and listened a couple times to his uh you know wise musings on that if you listen to the episode of Character Creation Cast Ryan is referring to, 
Brandon says a beautiful thing that kickstarts a wonderful mini-conversation about how important it is to see diversity encouraged in character generation. In relation to being Latino, he says, I saw yes, I exist in this world, and I can belong in this world. Even as a guest on a show that isn't his, he challenges folks to think about how they can see themselves represented in the characters they choose to play, and how good game design can help invite players into the hobby explicitly through this sort of design. It really helped kind of form how I wanted to approach my own game design, because one of the things that he pointed out um, that really stuck with me is when he looked at the Masks character sheets, he saw that there was a default option for looks for Hispanic Latino characters. So he saw himself represented right away, looking at the playbooks. And I thought that was a really powerful thing to, to understand that not all games have that, you know, as the default, you know, you could look at most role-playing games out there and, you know, 90% of them don't really tackle options for ethnicity or anything like that. And when a game puts it front and center saying, hey, you can be represented here and people playing the game can recognize that, that's really cool. I remember listening to that episode of Character Creation Cast where Brandon was talking about how important that was to him. And I feel like that sort of representation is why he started making games. I mean, representation is clearly so important to Brandon and you see that through his game and through Latin Explosion. Mm -hmm. Latin Explosion is a live stream to highlight the incredible Latinidad in the TTRPG space. It is a celebration of culture, identity, and community. Every aspect of this channel aims to highlight Latinxes as heroes. Streaming set games of masks, Latin Explosion is dedicated to not just giving Latinx streamers, podcasters, and game designers exposure, but getting some money in their pockets as well. For you, like, why, why does that work matter so much to you? Because you're not Latino. No. Uh, yeah, I, I have, you know, the cis male white privilege kind of attached to me. And I'm fully aware that there's probably going to be opportunities in life that come easier for me than a lot of other people just because of how I was born. And I think that kind of stinks. I really absolutely love when people are able to have all of these very inclusive sort of things like Brandon is doing is putting front and center this culture that is extremely important and to say you know white isn't the default it doesn't have to be when you're playing a game you can play as yourself regardless of the color of your skin or your nationality or anything like that and I think that's really powerful to to be able to recognize that there are a lot of games out there that you can play and represent yourself in and, and it's really cool the way that Brandon's going about it right now. I really love it. Why is Brandon's work so important to you? His work has inspired me tremendously. Uh, pretty much everything about what he has done with Pasión de las Pasiones, uh, with Protean City, Stop, Hack and Roll. He has shaped the way that I kind of look at what a game should be and because of how passionate he is about inclusion of his own culture, it 
it inspired me to be as inclusive as possible in my own game. I am trying to have it so right on the character sheets you can see all the different ethnicities of the world that you can be. Um, but we're also going a step further. We're going to be adding some gendered so that way you can see yourself represented whether you're uh, cis or trans or intersex or non-binary if you're not using the standard he him she her pronouns there's a space to, uh, to put in your pronouns right on the character sheet and that inspiration was all from brandon's passion with how important it was to see that in masks. It might have been something that my privilege would have had in my mind kind of skim over a little bit if if it wasn't pointed out so so passionately. So Ryan, why is why is Brandon's work important to anybody or to everyone? Like what is it about his work that you think everybody should delve into at least once? I think his passion shines through in everything that he does. And when a creator is passionate about what they're creating, you can definitely tell that it's something pretty special. Pretty much everything that he touches is, is, is pretty much gold. I mean, he has his hands in uh, Descent into Midnight a little bit too. And that game is a cornerstone of one of the newer games that is coming out within the next year or two. And it's, it's just brilliant the way that everything kind of blends together in all of his different works and how unique some of his ideas are. Um, I believe he uses a, a brand new mechanic that is quite brilliant. Um, in Power by Apocalypse, you usually have attributes that give you pluses or minuses on your rolls. All of his moves are roll plus questions where you actually ask questions, yes or no questions, and if you get a yes for a question, you get a plus one for your move. I don't think that's been done before in Powered by the Apocalypse. And it just seems like he is setting some really cool trends in the gaming scene, especially in the Powered by the Apocalypse scene. And to pass up on his work, you'd be missing out on something really, really cool. That's awesome. Have you ever met Brandon in person? No, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to meet Brandon in person, what would you say to him? Oh, goodness. I, I would want to uh, play games with him, 100%. Like, to be a player under him at his table would be really an honor. And to run a game for him, especially a Power by the Apocalypse game, and to get his opinions afterwards uh, would be just mind-blowing. It would be something that would, you know, really stick with me pretty much through my entire game design career. Um, just like our previous conversations have already stuck with me. What is your favorite thing about Brandon's work? It's a lot of fun. He, he has a lot of fun with the stuff that he does too. And I just heard the first two parts of, I don't know how many parts, of Passion de las Passiones on the one-shot feed. And it's just phenomenal of how that game gets so over-the-top dramatic as its default. And I love seeing how much fun, or hearing how much fun people are having playing his stuff. Yeah. 
Ryan, is there anything else you want to say about Brandon? One of the coolest ideas that he kind of hinted at wanting to do, and most likely it was a, you know, uh, pie in the sky, hope and dream. But uh, I think if anybody can do it, he could, uh, is run a game of masks on a live stream with uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who's a really great congresswoman uh, in the U.S. right now, who is really stirring up things a lot um, in Washington. And she's a wonderful example of, of a Latinx person who is getting into a really great, prominent position in the world. And if she could be a part of the Latin Explosion experience at some point, I think that would make for a fantastic charity stream. And I, I don't watch streams live, but that stream, I would go out of my way to watch live no matter what. Yeah. And Brandon would be such a good person to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be perfect for that. Yeah, it would be amazing. Brandon's voice is arguably one of the most important voices in the RPG podcasting scene. His work is bringing Latinx culture to RPGs, and he's constantly showing designers by example that they can make their worlds more inclusive and open to all players. And he's not only an advocate for Latinx artists, streamers, podcasters, and game designers, but he so easily and naturally weaves in the importance of game safety and compassion into his streams and podcasts. He truly is brilliant and a member of the RPG community that you should be paying attention to. You can find Brandon at brandonleongambetta.com and on Twitter at Dr. Captain Kobold. Links are in the show notes. And now, it's time for the reverse roast, Ryan Bolter. Ryan is an incredibly supportive, fun, and kind-hearted person. I've known him through social media for a few years now, and he's always been one of the first people to boost and support the work of indie creators. Character Creation Cast, the podcast he co-hosts with Amelia Antrim, is a delightful exploration of the art, lore, and love that is poured into how we create our characters in various RPG games. It's like listening to a wonderfully GM'd Session Zero for each game, which makes this show a show that GMs will want to listen to on how to run your character creation sessions, but also a show that players should listen to for what sorts of things to think about when building their characters. Ryan is constantly supporting folks and sharing what he loves about their work to the greater community. He is truly one of the sweetest and biggest podcast cheerleaders out there. You can find Ryan on Twitter at Lord Neptune, where you'll find links to the various things he's working on. Honey Roast is co-produced by Tess Kokyo and Julia Schifini, edited by Tess Kokyo and Julia Schifini, with sound design by Julia Schifini. Special thanks to our creative consultant, Will Williams. Our visual design and art assets are by Mandy Corcoran, and our theme music is composed by Emily E. Mayo. All music from this episode, apart from the theme music, is by Lobo Loco and licensed under a Creative Commons license. Link is in the show notes. You can follow us on Twitter at HoneyRoastPod. Transcripts for every episode can be found on our website, HoneyRoastPod.com. For even more Honey Roast love, check out our Patreon. By becoming a patron, you get access to bonus episodes, detailed show notes, exclusive merch, and so much more. For more details, go to Patreon.com slash HoneyRoast. 
If you can't support us financially, another fantastic way to help the show and spread the love is to recommend us to a friend or family member. We can only grow by sharing and caring. An additional note and thank you to Elena Fernandez Collins this episode for helping me with my Spanish pronunciations. They were immensely helpful and my narrations truly wouldn't have happened without them. Thank you, Ellie.